welcome ladies. Thank you for joining me on this call today. So we've got Suzanne and Karen here today and very much what we'll be talking about today is in fact Purpose to Abundance. We have these two amazing speakers and uh, Purpose to Abundance is an event that we hold once a month and it's very much done to showcase and really honor the clients that we have on uh, the amazing work that they do and for us all to be able to take some tips and tricks away with us so that we can apply them into our businesses or careers. So let me start off with Suzanne. Tell me a bit about yourself. <laughs> How much do you want to know? <laughs> well, <laughs> so in, in terms of um, personal, I'm a mother of two. I have two grown up children now. Um, I do a part-time job working with children in the afternoons and, and I write my business part-time as well. And that is to do with health, especially mental health. Um, going back uh, many years, I started as a health practitioner, practicing in nutrition, um, energy healing, Reiki, and I later on went into coaching. And that's sort of where I stayed because I really loved the idea of exploring things, exploring the mind, how the body works because of the mind and everything that we absorb um, in terms of all of those experiences that we have throughout life. So my main focus is to bring peace and power and resilience to those who are suffering from stress, anxiety. And I'm working very much with parents these days and children as well. And that perfectly leads me into the title of what Purpose to Abundance this month is, is how to create peace, freedom in your life and also in your business, quite honestly. So um, the same question for you, Karen. Tell us a bit more about yourself. Okay, well, I am a single woman, no children, but I do have a very large pussycat <laughs> <laughs> who seems to control my life. I don't control hers, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> I um, work with women who have basically had a not-so-good relationship with their parents. Um, that could be ranging from physical, emotional, or sexual abuse even. Mm -hmm. And I help them move from the energy that that relationship creates in their lives into one of being able to live on purpose and manifest the life they want as a transformational coach energy healer and i also do tarot reading just to give it a different twist but they're very very good at giving guidance and support and why do i do it because i just love helping women change their lives and that's so precious and so beautiful. I can hear from both of you how passionate you are about what you do and how you serve people. Resilience and peace being the key words then manifesting. Who else, I'm sure, uh, wants to manifest more things in our lives? We all do. And resilience is so key to continuously manifesting. And, and that's why I think this talk with having both of you speakers there to, on the same night would be really valuable. It's about manifesting and then consistently having the resilience to deal with things that do come up in life because peace is not that simple as much as we'd like it to be. So um, I'd like to um, go a bit further with um, you, Suzanne, around very much about how you've come across this path. Why do you work with the people that you do and do what you do? Well, as is often the case, uh, anybody in this line of work, um, in the service industry, particularly in coaching, usually it's through personal experience. 
I would never feel comfortable in working with people if I had not experienced hardship, adversity in the ways that I now coach and teach them how to come out of that. I've had many different scenarios in my life, but in the early days, as I mentioned, because I started um, in nutrition as a, as a therapist, that was because at the time when my children were little, my son suffered very badly from asthma and eczema. So things were more on a physical front, but that's still in the background. It's still part of my expertise. Um, later on, when I went back into the workplace and also within the family environment, I experienced um, anguish, fear, depression, anxiety with regard to the dynamics of what was going on on the home front. And that was to do with relationships. And then also later on in work, and I really, I suffered badly with burnout, um, bullying, those kinds of things. So I've come very much from a place of, I know where you're coming from if I'm talking to somebody. I know what it feels like to have those sleepless nights, to have the heart palpitations, the, the sweats, the getting lightheaded and feeling dizzy, all of those symptoms that one gets when one is in, in extreme stress. Um, I was having all kinds of symptoms and it's only through time and learning and understanding through the therapies that I took and then learning um, NLP, neurological, yes, um, <clears throat> programming, that I began to understand the, the effect of the subconscious mind and how much we bury things in our subconscious mind and the fact that we don't always know how to deal with that. Because un unless you've uncovered the secrets, so to speak, unless you understand there's layers upon layers upon layers. How will you know how to be able to let go of things? Um, many people I've spoken to say, well, yes, I've tried to let go, but I can't do it. Well, there are ways that we can do that. So I come very much from a place of compassion and empathy. Um, and because I'm a family person myself, you know, family plays a huge part in my life. My, you know, children come up at the top of that and yeah. my parents, of course, as well. So with family dynamics, I, I know that, you know, we all go through difficult times, but it's about how do we pick ourselves up again? What do we need to do? It's some, sometimes it's more about knowing what before we get to the house and, and the wife or so. That's where I'm, I'm coming from with regard to connection and family togetherness as well. Mm -hmm. And because without that, if people are not happy within their own home environment, how are they going to perform at work? So if you've got working parents, for instance, if you've got people in the workplace who are stressed, quite often that is connected to something at mm -hmm. home and in personal life. So yes i think that's um, beautifully put i completely agree with you i think burnout is one of the key indicators for actually a lot of women specifically but also men where when particularly in the, in the home if you are if you do have multiple hats on it can have a huge impact on you burning out 
Um, I've personally burnt out, so I do really understand what you're talking about, the whole process, anxiety that comes in before that burnout actually happens. And then the aftermath as well. And, and that's a long process and a long journey. And it's so much easier to be proactive and avoid that situation, particularly if you are someone that's watching this now and, and feeling like, I'm starting to feel those emotions. I, am, I, am I on the cusp on, of there? Because you may be. You might not be as well. I'm not saying that you are. We're definitely not diagnosing you on this, on this live here today. But it's very much important to evaluate where you're actually at so that you can actually get support, get guidance. And, and what I also recognize is that a lot of people that will be watching this today perhaps wouldn't necessarily step out and, and ask for help. And that's why we're talking about it here on this live so that we can actually start the conversation ultimately. Now, um, I'd like to ask the same question to you, Karen, as well, about why do you do what you do? Okay, well, my background is banking. And having worked in the bank, I know how to manage money. But one of the things I also know is that you cannot manifest for the sake of manifesting if you're not in the right place so even though i know all about making money and how to manage it and everything i could never make money i was always in this boom and bust situation make money and then it would just be gone and when i started training for my hypnotherapy and nlp practitioners um, degrees or qualifications I discovered that it wasn't about thinking. It was very much about the emotions and how our body plays such an important role in what we achieve in life, especially when it comes to manifesting. Um, what I realized was I had to go through my own journey to bring to life what I do now by realizing that illness plays a part. I've had five major illnesses and the body indicates when there's a problem. If you don't listen to the body, the body gets worse. Yes. And because I didn't know that, I didn't listen to my body. <laughs> so I was constantly trying to make more money to be able to live effectively and such like, but my body was saying, which you're not listening to what I'm saying. So when I finally got to realize I had to listen to my body, I then started to create changes in my life. The other reason I do this is because although neither of my parents were ever abusive to me or anything like that, I'm very much conscious of the fact that they find it very, very hard to say, I love you. Now, as a child, if we don't hear those words, we create stories. And mm -hmm. I also realized that having been through what I've been through, it comes down through the generations. So my mother and father's parents couldn't say it to them. Mm -hmm. And so it goes backwards, but it also carries forwards. Mm -hmm. So children are parents that don't know that their parents love them or have heard them say they love them or have actually ever experienced unconditional love where the mother or father does something with no reason to it other than because they love them that has an impact on their lives and 
unfortunately, having worked with the women and a few men I've worked with, one of the things that I've realized is parents are abusive. And sometimes it's deliberate because they don't know any different. They are carrying on the story. And no, when that's that's really some strong words there. And I think yeah. that's so powerful in sharing that because um, it may not be how perhaps someone watching this right now is perceiving it. So maybe go a little bit further than that, because I'm sure we'll have some people on here being a bit freaked out about boy. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let me explain. If you have a woman who's perhaps in a relationship that's very, very controlling and she finds herself pregnant. Mm -hmm. Being pregnant is perhaps not the best thing she can do. She wants to get sometimes out of that relationship then all of a sudden she's got a child she's going to be responsible for. Yeah. And unfortunately, through no thought of the child or even the woman, the relationship starting within the womb is one of, I don't really want you. I can't see this working. How am I going to manage? And that becomes a situation where once the child is born, that can be continued through through an actual childhood. Now the thing is that child does not know there's anything wrong. Mm -hmm. It doesn't realize that what it's going through where the mother's not necessarily taking as much care as the child as it could, not being fed on time. The mother perhaps is giving the sense of, I haven't got time for you, I don't know about you. Or there's an element of fear because what is the father going to do? because there's now a child in the household as well, that will have an impact on the child. Mm -hmm. So, but they don't know it's wrong. They don't realize anything wrong and they will not stop loving their parents. It's natural for a child to love their parents and then just accept what is there. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, as they get older, they start to not like the situation. So they go out of their way to avoid the situation, but that doesn't stop them carrying the energy of that relationship. And they take it through into adulthood. They land up potentially finding a partner who is exactly like the mother or father. And so the story continues. Mm -hmm. and, and that there's some serious power in that isn't there mm. and how we how as as children we perceive certain things in a certain light mm -hmm. and if you've made a story around that that's a negative one unfortunately we may then follow that through it's yeah. all about the zero to seven age that we're talking about yeah. there isn't it it's like yeah. how does that now affect us as an adult and actually a lot of our behaviors as an adult we're oblivious to ourselves and how we're behaving mm -hmm. and so that absolutely does connect the dots and what i find really fascinating from what you both really shared there is about actually you're looking back and as well as looking forward mm -hmm. and that's as important as each other it's not one or the other you have to do both ultimately to keep moving forward and to keep living in a peaceful way and so this really comes into the title of our talk um, why do you both want to speak about peace? So let me start off with Suzanne. Well, with the title of my talk, Peace, Power and Resilience in a Frantic World, it's those last two words that kind of 
give it away because modern life is so much of that on the one hand it's great because we have so much available to us but if you think about where we were a hundred years ago now a hundred years ago sounds like a long time ago and yes yes it was but the stark difference between just purely the amount of information that we get in a 24-hour period now equates to the amount that a person a hundred years ago would have over the course of a whole year so how are we supposed to process all of that how can we you know we're taking things in from all over the place so apart from you know technology we're surrounded by things i mean you can see just in my office here you know i've, I've got bookshelves with all of this kind of stuff um, I've got shelves on this side as well. I've got lights, electric lights, lots of technology going on around me as well. And then there are the demands of every day, you know, things that have to be done by a certain time. Whereas people used to take their time to learn a skill, to do one thing at a time. We're all multitasking when actually we can't really do it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're trying to do too much at once. We're racing from one thing to another. And of course, and parents of today, um, working parents especially, they are juggling so many things. Up early in the morning, getting the kids ready for school, trying to get themselves ready for work, dropping them off either at breakfast club or childminder or having to pick them up later, taking them to club, taking them to this, that and the other, still having the demands of the job itself. And it's all about, all about then losing focus and concentration and feeling like there's just not enough of them to be able to give to everybody, leave alone have anything for themselves. Yeah. So why do we need peace? <laughs> to break part of that pattern, to be able to just breathe, take a, a deep breath and and get to that place where you can actually give yourself some time to be able to think clearly, to be able to see what is around you, to be able to just be present for a bit. You know, it's, um, it, it, it has become a frantic world in many, many places, not everywhere in the world, but certainly in the Western world. I so agree with that. Um, I'm just thinking about all the amount of tabs that we have on our laptop or on our phones. Like just the amount of things that are always open, always available to us. And as much as that's a beautiful luxury to have, to have all that information and all those opportunities and possibilities, it does come at a cost of like, how do you fulfill yourself as an individual through that process? Yeah. How do you wear the many hats? How do you do all the things that you want to do, yet still come back to a place of peace? Yeah. And we all get lost in that journey at different points it's so easy to and mm. so this is why we need people like you speakers like you that are talking about actually how do we have both because really we want both we want the, all the opportunities but we want to be happy and fulfilled and peaceful that inner sense of peace not just the external sense uh, absolutely and, yes it, it's it's about being able to gain that balance mm -hmm. knowing when you've got to take that breather knowing what it takes to be able to take those breaths when you need to take them to be able to catch the focus and and just shut everything else out to 
you know, that there are two types of vision. And if you are in constant um, periphery, then you're taking all that information the whole time. And sometimes you've just got to have that foveal vision to be able to just gain that balance again. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to hearing about the tips and tricks and how to do that at the event itself. Thank so you. moving on to Karen, um, the title of your talk, which, I, which is also as, as exciting to be fair, is what the secret didn't tell you about manifesting abundance. <laughs> tell me why you picked that topic. Well, everyone, well, most people know what the secret is. They've seen mm. the film, they've watched and um, read the book. But what the secret has forgotten to tell you is it's more than just thinking. Mm -hmm. And I know from my own personal experience, I've tried manifesting through, oh, if I do this, this and this, this is going to be the end result. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've also... Um, obviously followed the recommendations and I've also sometimes succeeded but not consistently. The only trouble with all of this is in the world we live in now there's a constant comparison. I have, they've got, mm. why haven't I? And it's very much about giving the power back to the woman to be able to show their children as much as their family because women give, give, give and forget to receive. And it's not until they learn to receive do they manifest. So for what I do with my clients, transforming their lives and giving them the ability to manifest themselves talking about the secret is probably the best way of bringing attention to the fact you cannot manifest the way the secret tells you to and so, i think that's a beautiful analogy because ultimately i I don't know who hasn't read the book. You know, it's, it's one of those famous books that either people have read the book or you've watched it. You know, like there's so much buzz around that book. And, mm. but to be fair, the book really doesn't show you how to do it. Mm. And so here's the thing it's all good being peaceful. But if you can't then go and manifest all, all the awesome, exciting things you want, that's mm. why I feel like the two talks will be so hand in hand, really, in regards to finding that peace finding that inner calm but then also being able to then receive and it's really interesting what you talk there about um women needing to receive ultimately and how that actually women i'm, I'm and I, even though at the moment we are three women on here i'm sure even the men that will watch this and will listen to this will know examples of where women and men have really struggled to just stop giving because that's all they do that's all they know how to do and it's almost like a natural default button to be like, oh, let me open the door. Oh, let me do this for you. Let me do, do you know? And I think we all fall into those habits and they're just habitual, aren't they? And you can learn to receive. Um, and so really, I just really want to wrap up tonight with, for, to ask the, this question to both of you is, why should people attend on the 18th of November? Who would like to go first? Suzanne. <laughs> Okay, so if any of what I've said this evening resonates with um, whoever's watching, um, three things that I'm going to be talking about mostly 
the one thing that can help you to keep calm, to regain clarity mm -hmm. and restore your energy, because we all know that when we're under stress and we've got all of those things, what's the one of the things that goes first? Our energy, right? I'm going to be revealing um, what the creative tool I use is that can enable you to release what's stuck inside you. Because earlier on, I was talking about all of the things that we bury in our subconscious mind and how we can unstuck, unstick those and open the door to new possibilities, joy, inspiration. Mm -hmm. And the third thing I'm going to be revealing is my secret to attracting abundance into your life and achieving the results that you want on a slightly different level to Karen. And so I'm really interested to listen to Karen as well, to hear her talk, because we all approach things differently, don't we? So it's whatever resonates with one person might not with another and vice versa. And it's fantastic to be able to be sharing the stage with Karen as well on the evening. So I invite um, the audience to come and join us because I think it's going to be a fabulous evening of lots of things revealed. So come along. <laughs> Beautifully, beautifully put. Um, and actually, here's the thing. Um, if anyone is watching this right now, I, quite honestly, I would take tips from both of them. Why have one when you can have both? <laughs> it's as simple as that. Take on board, use both approaches and discover for yourself what works best for you because it's a lot to do with that is you have to trial and error both various different ways and i'm sure you've both spent many years in finding your way of manifesting ultimately. absolutely yes yes <laughs> so karen over to you okay well obviously what the secret didn't tell you about manifesting abundance um are we talking about past lives or rather past relationships Mm -hmm. and why your relationships with others can stop you from manifesting. Mm -hmm. And I'll also be sharing some ideas of how you can start helping yourself. I'll also um, be explaining to you the importance of listening to your body and not just think, because we spend too much time thinking and not enough time listening. And the other thing that I will be also mentioning that it's not selfish to give yourself the opportunity to have time for you and to have freedom to be you. Because in doing that, you actually give yourself the chance to manifest the life you want. Beautiful, thank you very much. And yeah, I look forward to hearing Sue because it'll be interesting because I do know that a lot of women I work with come from a place of anxiety and stress because they're just not achieving what they want. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And and that's the thing. Um purpose to abundance is really an evening to explore how to find your personal inner way of finding peace and also finding your way of ultimately manifesting the life that you want to live. And so on, come and join us on Monday the 18th. There are free tickets, so it's a free evening. Come and connect with both of these lovely ladies and connect with the GTEx family as well. The wider community will be there that night as well. So we look forward to seeing you there. That's all for us now. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.